Big G and Maddie on the Big G Country. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Big G and Maddie. Well, nice to be back, and it's nice to see you again. Welcome to another show. And here we go again. It seems like another wave of this pandemic, but we are seeing some light at the end of the tunnel now with these vaccines out there. And if you get a chance to get the vaccine, take it, okay? Get the shot in the arm. It's going to be great for everybody. Hopefully we'll see an end to this and we'll get back to some sort of normalcy before too long. Yeah, and if you've had some medical conditions in the last little while, you've... uh you know, had to go into a strained situation with the hospitals and uh, medical clinics. Like, for example, Maddie's wearing sunglasses today. So why are you wearing those sunglasses? Yeah, I'm not wearing these sunglasses to look cool or be cool or anything. I just went through a cataract surgery and had the left eye done in January. And this eye was uh, just last week. So they said, don't let the light, and we do have lights in here. And, uh, well, uh, don't strain your eye and take precautions with it. So that's exactly what I'm doing. And speaking of the pandemic and frontline workers, I had a friend of mine just come out of the hospital, and uh, Ronnie Young, and he had a procedure, a heart procedure. And he wanted me to, to come on and thank all of the uh, doctors and nurses, the volunteers at the hospital that all do so much for us and I would like to give a shout-out to, he said, a very nice young lady, a nurse named Bella. So, uh, Bella, Bella, all the best to you and all of the doctors and nurses, everybody at KGH. We've both been in there, Biggie, and uh, they've taken so, so good care of us. Thank yeah. you for what you do. Well, I want to give a shout-out to my daughter, Tracy. Of course. Yeah, she's on the front line. Yeah, she's a nurse, and uh, she's over at Extended Care and, and looking after the the people who really – are at the top of the list of uh, were very vulnerable during this whole pandemic. But now there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We've got the uh, shot in the arm coming, and let's hope that uh, that get us back to, I don't think we'll ever get back to normal, do you? Well, um, well let's just uh, say help is on the way with these vaccines, and hopefully we'll get back on our feet as far as our lives are concerned, our community, our city, our country. It's just around the corner. Yeah, you know, like uh, sporting events and outdoor activities and, and uh, you know, getting together with the family for anniversaries and birthdays and uh, Christmases and celebrations and summers around the corner. I mean, come on. We need to we need to kind of get out. People are, people are I, I mean, this whole pandemic thing, people are putting on weight. No. Oh. <laughs> hey, you know, you mentioned that. <laughs> no. No, no, no mention of. I'm not going to throw any stones. Let me tell you. Who, who's a better example of the COVID bump than uh, you and I? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but you know, we're not the only ones going through this. And yeah, the biggest th- trip that we've been taking to the refrigerator. <laughs> you know, <laughs> come on. But it, it's not only uh, humans uh, that are affected by this. You're an animal lover. I'm an animal lover. Yeah. You know, there's such a thing. Somebody is actually operating. A fat farm for dogs. Oh, come on. A fat farm for dogs? Mm-hmm. I oh, kid you man. not. My Maggie, my Maggie's going to be watching this, and, and she's sitting there, and they, you know, they, I go in, the doctor tells me I'm overweight, you know. Hey, you know, well, what are you, wearing your glasses today? Of course. My dog goes in, 
they weigh my dog, and you know what the you know what the vet said? You know what the vet said to my dog? What, what did the vet say? The vet said, would one of you please get off the scales <laughs> to my dog? I mean, uh, come on. So so tell us about the fat farm. We're, well, this is great. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to play it for you right now. And uh, here we go. And, oh, I should mention, too, the yeah. fact that, uh, God bless her, uh, our dog lady, she was a fair size, um, yeah. a black lab, and well, not exactly a chihuahua. Although she looked like she ate a chihuahua. But uh, I think you're going to enjoy this story. Uh, yeah. story. So sit back and relax. And uh, here we go with a story about dogs for you animal lovers. Moore's Animal Inn in Morriston, New Jersey. Yeah. Running a fat camp for overweight dogs. <laughs> what? Yeah. I think my dog lady fits into that category. Yeah, I think, I think your dog but does. 110-pound black lab, Actually, we call her Orca. <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny right there. Yeah. yeah funny oh, but true. Orca the oh. dog. <laughs> camp runs, uh, the camp runs the dogs through a daily routine of Pilates, uh, you're Pilates. Pilates and Doga. I guess that's a takeoff on yoga. yoga. Yeah, Pilates and Doga. Yeah, okay, we get Plus, it. Plus, there are nature hikes for the dogs. Oh, really? Treadmill runs, facials, massages, and swimming. All they got to do is... And, uh, and, they, and they play a game called Barco Polo. <laughs> uh, a staffer will shout, Barco! And whichever dog paddling pooch barks the first gets the toy. Yeah, already, yeah. that's good. And they've got dog treats made from organic granola, string, oh. string beans, and carrots. Well, it sounds like the fat farm we went to, man. <laughs> <laughs> Morris Animal Inn charges only 59 bucks a day yeah. or $249 for five days. Oh, really? Yeah, that's yeah. it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's a doggy fat camp for people with overstuffed bank accounts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at nighttime, you know what happens with the dogs? I have no idea. Well, they roll across. Across the lake, and they panty raid the cat cabins. <laughs> and, and here's how it really works. You know what I mean? I'm, okay. I didn't fall off the turnip truck. Here's how it really works. Yeah. <laughs> you drop the dog off as soon as you drive away. Yeah. They start starving your dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. You know, I got to ask you this. I just got to. Yeah. I mean, how do you know when a dog is too fat? I mean, how do you know? I'll tell you, Biggie. What, yeah? I'll tell you how you know your dog is too fat. Okay, tell me how I know my dog is too fat. When it can't lick itself anymore. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Betty. I gotta. I gotta send my dog to that. To that. Fat farm for dogs. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, we're all animal lovers oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, well, I, I can't say it's a dog or a cat, but we do have another story for you. Talk about a weird and wacky, about an owl that got a little tipsy. Uh, an owl that got tipsy? Yeah. <laughs> if you can imagine that, a, a drunken owl. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's going to be coming up on the show in a little bit later, yeah. too. But, but right, right now... Right now, we're going to introduce you to... Uh, two of the five guys that we have loved from the first time we met them. Do you remember the first time we met these guys? Yes, I do. Very and much they so. came into our uh, st- uh, studio uh, in Kingston, Ontario here, and um, they actually didn't perform. They came into the boardroom, and five brothers called the Hunter Brothers, they were from uh, Saskatchewan, 
and they harmonized in the boardroom to us DJs. Ooh, there's a couple billion people in the world, yeah, and a million And when we walked out of that boardroom, we said, these brothers are going to be big in Canada. Oh. And guess what? Super talented family. So we're going to have a little chat with the Hunter brothers. Actually, two of the brothers are going to join us right now. So let's say hello to Ty and JJ. It's so good to be chatting with you all again. Nice to see you guys again. And we've got two of the five famous Hunter brothers. So how are things out west? Well, first of all, you got the best too, so that's good for you guys on, uh, on that end. Uh, no, things are pretty good. It's uh, been an abnormally warm winter, and so uh, most of the snow is gone. Uh, we already are gearing up for seeding here on the farm because that's also part of our lives, as you as you know, um, along with the music. And so uh, things are good. Trying to soak up the last few family days before, uh, you know, or a couple of weeks before it gets really crazy. But, uh, no, we're doing well overall. Thanks. You know, we, on our program and here in Eastern Ontario, we have always supported the beef farmers. We've supported uh, the dairy uh, farmers. Uh, we promoted, uh, you know, drink Canadian milk, eat local beef. And um, I know uh, now we need to have Western grain uh, you know, come our way as always, and you guys. How how uh, how, how big is the farm there? Now I know you don't talk about acres there, but but uh, how how big is your farm? Well, do you want us to give you the uh, answer that Dad used to always give growing up? He'd say sometimes too big and sometimes not big enough. Yeah, okay. that's right. Yeah. No, we uh, we uh, we farm about twenty two thousand acres, and uh, you know, and that's a that's a decent sized farm. It's a grain farm, but there are a lot of us as well. And so, uh, when you divide it up, I guess it's not it's not uh, nearly as big as it seems because we're all doing it together. But uh, yeah, we're fortunate to have the farm, and we sure love doing it. Well, that's a sizable portion of uh, land right there for sure. Yeah. You never know. They might make a TV series about your, you guys now, uh, like that Yellowstone, right? Yeah. Have you, have, you, have you checked that out yet? Yeah. I've actually, my wife and I are watching it right now. We just started this last week. So, oh, okay. um, oh, you got a long way to go. I, I, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't draw a direct parallel, but there's certain similarities between Mr. Dutton and our father. Well, you yeah. don't uh, you don't ride the horse out to the range. I saw JJ in the tractor. Believe me, that's not a horse. Yeah. And then to find out that Brock literally flies the plane uh, and built and flies that plane. I can't believe that stuff. You guys are amazing. <laughs> well what's uh yeah everybody kind of has their their strengths um and we i was just talking with somebody about that this morning how um you utilize each other's strengths and and help refine each other because we're definitely we're definitely different uh one builds airplanes and one likes agronomy and one likes poetry and one you know it's just you, you have all sorts of things under the sun here at the hunter farm so you bring those things together and uh that's what uh, i guess makes the story yeah, well, ty you're the youngest so yeah um, what type of, I mean, music influence came along and, uh, I, I, I don't want to pit any one hunter against the other, but you're, you seem to be the front guy of the group and the chemistry that, uh, the five of you, uh, are, uh, that have on stage. I, I mean, I can tell, and I think anybody who ha who's from a family of sorts, uh, can tell that the chemistry's there. Now, family's family, I know, and there's uh, sometimes some little grading there. 
But uh, so when did the group, when did the boy, when did you boys uh, finally decide and how did you get started as a, a five brother group to say, you know what, maybe we could do this professionally. When did that start? Well, I'll grab that just because um, when we first started performing, Ty wasn't even born yet. Uh, we have pictures of uh, performing as a family on stage. There was a little gospel festival that started in our area, um, I think the year or two before Ty was born. And we got invited to sing as a, as a family group. And we performed, our, you know, prepared our little 15-minute set. And that's kind of where we got our start. That snowballed into, you know, this community event and this, you know, graduation thing and this church thing, in which then grew into, you you know, festivals kind of throughout Western Canada in the summertime, and we'd go away, play hockey all winter with our respective junior pro teams, come back to the farm, put the crop in the ground, and then we're kind of weekend warriors throughout the summer. But then when we hit our teen years, I was about 14 when I picked up a guitar, and it was shortly after that that Dusty wanted to play drums, and Luke picked up a bass because we didn't have a bass player, and Brock liked guitar, and um, and Ty, right from a young age, loved kind of, um, you know, just as a little guy, he would grab the mics and try to, you know, get out front and, and sing. And, and so it just, we kind of fell into those things. We played music together right from, you know, when we were, we were young teenagers. And then um, when we retired from playing hockey, so one by one, and that's a whole story in and of itself, but one by one, we made our way back to the farm after our hockey careers were over. Um, and we just were talking one day, we actually did kind of this, Christian pop thing and it, it just stylistically didn't fit and we had people saying are you guys a country band and we're like well maybe we should be and with the harmonies and uh, growing up on the farm listening to country radio and our roots being here and and uh, you know even a lot of country music having its root, roots in gospel music too there's there's you know tie-ins there as well and there's all these avenues that we just said this really is us and uh, and so we just took the plunge we um, knew the High Valley guys really well Brad helped us get a start he introduced us to his producer helped get us songs, get us started, introduced us to our now manager and uh, record label head, Ron Kitchener, and it just kind of snowballed from there. And uh, and we, as soon as we started playing country music, we, we really, as a group, I should say, we all have musical influences and tastes that, that, you know, span outside the country genre, but collectively as a group, country really is where it started to make sense for us as a band. Mm. All right, so let's talk about, uh, let's talk about now. Uh, this program will air right after your brand new single is being uh, released across uh, Canada called uh, Been, a, Been a Moment or Been a Minute uh, or Been a Minute. You know, <laughs> I got to get the pronunciation, you know, like, get it right here, Maddie, right? <laughs> but <laughs> so now you're, you're starting to write your own music and uh, get influenced also. So do you do it collaboratively or how, how do you uh, create a song i mean it's taken different complexion with every single write it seems sometimes all five of us are in a writing room sometimes there's two of us um the last season um it's been zoom writes so you're hopping on writes with people from um different locations um i think i was just on a write the other day with um someone from uh Toronto and from Nashville, um, or sorry, Ontario and Nashville, and so it's it's shifted and changed so much. Um, Toronto is in Ontario. Toronto is in Ontario. Yes, that's correct. Um, so I think it just depends on the right. Sometimes one brother will have an idea. Um, next day, another brother will have an idea, and so it just it kind of takes its own form every time. There isn't one specific way. I would say that we that we write. 
you know, first of all, we're hopefully going to see the end of this pandemic. And, uh, well, relief is on the way, obviously, with these vaccines. But how's it affecting your lives so far? Well, it really depends on what aspect. Um, when it comes to the farm, um, not a whole lot changed in terms of still putting the crop in the ground um, because we were doing that anyway. And so that that has continued to carry on um, its course. Um, we were able to spend, you know, if we're looking at the, I mean, there's, there, <laughs> the, the negatives seem to outweigh the positives um, in a lot of ways. But in terms of the, the, the positives of the last year, we've been able to spend a lot of time with our families, which being on the road sometimes can, um, you know, you just, you spend a lot of time away. So that's been one, one positive uh, that way. But in terms of the music, it's been, um, you know, just speaking on a personal front, um, very, very challenging the last year, um, not being able to perform that's probably you know it's one of our favorite things to do and so you don't really know exactly what's coming um, in the next chapter you always have to be prepared and you have to be thinking outside the box and so one of the ways that we've been able to connect with um, fans and interact has been through social media and so you had mentioned the the little sea shanty that we had done with JJ driving up with the tractor and just trying to find new ways to connect with people um, in the ways that we can because we really don't know what shows are going to look like this next year. We're still waiting to hear what's uh, what's on the books for festivals. And so in the meantime, we've been able to create new music, to write new lyrics, to create content that will hopefully connect. And then as soon as, uh, as, soon as we're able to perform again, I mean, I'm out the door. I'm ready. I'm there. Yeah, yeah I guess so. I, I... Bet you can't wait to jump into that bus and get out there and perform in front of a live audience again. Oh, my goodness. There's nothing quite like it. Well, if you're anywhere in the area, we'll be there to see you. That's for sure, guys. Listen, Ty, JJ, thank you so much for being a part of uh, Big G and Maddie. And, um, well, we just look forward to seeing you again. Well, thank you so much, guys. We've appreciated you since the first time we met you, and uh, you've been supportive of us and encouraging us along the way. And as a new artist, when we were first coming in, you really need that. You need somebody to believe in you and somebody to stand behind you. And you guys did that from day one, and uh, so thank you. Well, thank you for joining us, and say hi to the brothers. We absolutely Absolutely. Thank you so much. Take care, boys. Well, there you go. The Hunter Brothers with... Big G and Maddie, and uh, yeah, it's nice to hear from those boys. I'll tell you, they are very articulate, those young men. Yeah, they sure are. And like they say, they've been brought up from day one, and that's what that's what it takes today. I mean, you know, you just, it seems you can't just be an artist. You have to be an entertainer. Hmm. And boy, if you want to see five brothers that know how to entertain, you go see the Hunter Brothers when they're in your area for sure. You'll love them. And not only that, they are decent, Christian, young, hard-working Canadian boys. Yep. Good and, old uh, Canadian boys. That's right. That's for sure. Well, let's have another laugh. I'm uh, I'm ready for another laugh here on the uh, Big G and Maddie show. What do you think, Maddie? All right. We mentioned it earlier. Are you ready for this story? And uh, I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. Here's the story about the drunken owl. <laughs> let's give it a listen. Story about, uh, you know, pretty good at drinking beer? Yeah. How about this owl's pretty good at drinking, too? An owl. A drunk owl. A, a drunk owl? Is this like uh, one that's in captivity? or No, no. German police in the city of Forstheim said yesterday they discovered a drunken owl. woman was walking her dog, and she saw the bird sitting by the side of the road, oblivious to passing traffic. One of its eyelids was drooping... 
There were two little bottles of snaps in the immediate area. Police concluded that the owl was drunk. He was taken to a local bird expert who treated alcoholized birds. Really? Your bird was released once it sobered up. Alcoholized birds? Wow. I mean, can't we just say the bird was drunk? Yeah. Oh, there's Matthews. Did you see him over at the Christmas party? He was alcoholized. <laughs> he sure was. How drunk was this owl? Yeah, well, enough to make its head spin. Instead oh. of saying, whoo, whoo, the owl was saying, whoo, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And just when they uh, come up with the alcohol theory, yeah, the owl fired off a joint. <laughs> <laughs> How drunk was this owl? How drunk was he, man? It was so drunk it made a pass at a crow. <laughs> there you go. The drunken owl making a pass at a crow, oh, eh, Matty? Hard to believe, isn't it? So, a Blue Jay, you better watch out. He might hit on you, oh, too. Oh, man, I tell you. Listen, thanks for being with us. That just about wraps up another edition of Big G and Matty. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. You see it pop up on your screen there. We need every viewer that we can get. We really appreciate it. Uh, we've managed to get over the 4,000 views, and we're headed upwards. And by the way, we just got some good news that our podcast is now in the top 50 in all of Canada. You can also go to our podcast and check us out. Now, listen, next time here on the show, we're going to be really, really uh, excited to have a talented Canadian group called the Western Swing Authority with us. Oh, you're going to love this group. They are uh uh, top of the heap as far as uh, swing music is concerned, but it's not just a swinging music. They uh, have a, a touch of everything in their group, oh, and I yeah. think you're going to enjoy it. We'll have uh, some of their music for you. And we're sort of going to spring into spring as well, because the weather is changing, and uh, we want to get outside and enjoy. And, well, we're going to do just that for you next show, so you don't want to miss it. We'll have some weird and wacky, and a big Jimmy the Janitor might pop in again too next show so we'll see you then thanks for joining us and once again look at the screen it'll tell you where to go don't forget to subscribe and thanks for being with big g and maddie on big g country big g and maddie on big g country